This is the Beer and the Stash Podcast. Your hosts, Troy Ballard and Adam Parker. We cover the NFL, NBA, and MLB. We have news. We have opinions. Get ready. Welcome back, everyone, to a brand new, fresh edition of the Beard and the Stash podcast. Your host, Troy Ballard and Adam Parker. Adam, what's up? Uh, happy to be back, man. Just I'm loving all the NBA action that's been going on lately. Yes. A lot of drama. Yes, the, the, the NBA drama. It's better than the Kardashians. It's amazing. Even the Kardashians seem to be involved in the NBA more than, uh, more than NBA players, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, so we, we, Adam and I are both very, very glad that the NBA did not lock out. Um, we're both... Huge fans of the NBA in general. Um, my favorite team is Seventy Sixers, so I'm very, very happy this season. And Adam is a fan of the Suns, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> not so happy. Kind of, kind of banking on the draft. But it's the same. But hey, either way, it's still fun to watch Steve Nash uh, school all the younger point guards around the league. So he does get a lot. So you know, it's and you know what? He's been he's been tuning this horn for a long time. But when but when he when uh, Phoenix gets that big man in the draft, <laughs> that's, that's when they'll be good. Um, yeah, don't even get me started on Steve Nash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, don't even, yeah. It'll, this, pod, this podcast will run way over. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be Nash all day. Um, but there's been, a lot of, there's been a lot of drama, like you said. Um, there's a lot of, you know, teams that, that really have kind of really struggled with a shortened NBA season. Uh, a lot of back-to-back-to-backs-to-backs. Um, a, lot of, a lot of strain on older teams. Um, a great example is the Lakers. Um, you know they 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 are were considered a championship contender, and they are still twelve and nine this season, which is not a great record. But they are second in the Pacific right now. But they are two and seven on the road away from the Staples Center. Adam, what's going on with the Lakers? Uh, Kobe's wrist is sore and all busted up and swollen and everything, and he's having to carry the team again as usual. I mean, Paul Gasol, Paul Gasol is like non-existent. I don't know what's going on with that guy. He's ta- he talked a big game. He hasn't played very well at all for the, like the last going back to last season's playoffs. He hasn't played well. Andrew Bynum seems to finally be stepping up and showing what he can do. But still, it's pretty much just the Kobe show still, which shouldn't be happening. And, and keep in mind that he's been dropping on some nights, not consistently, but on some nights he's been dropping forty points a game to keep the yeah, Lakers. And yeah, and he's had to to keep he's him afloat. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know the road struggles. I'm not really sure. I can't diagnose that problem because generally, when you see road struggles, it's because of a younger team. Yep. It's not yep. as mature. I mean, the Lakers are a veteran team, and the only thing that I can think of is it, it, it boils down to that the Lakers just are, are so old, and they are. I mean, they are an old team. You know, they have yeah, a lot of yeah. guys. And Kobe's really Kobe's getting old. Uh, Derek Fisher is you know practically one foot out the door of retirement. <laughs> Pogba Stalls over there. I mean, they, they have an old team aside from Andrew Bynum. That's an old team. Um, and the only thing I think of is that the travel and the wear and tear of these back-to-backs is so much that they just don't they, – they, their, their legs almost give out on them in, in the middle of games. Um, so, I, you're saying, so you're saying the reason the Lakers are losing is because of jet lag? Well, not, <laughs> not exactly, but, you know, when – you know, to, to an extent – I mean, it's not, it's not as uh, – you know, I'd say that West Coast teams have an advantage in traveling to the East Coast because they play – you know, earlier, like like an eight o'clock game on the on the uh, you know on the East Coast is you know what a four o'clock game on the West Coast, so they they, they yeah. have an advantage in that respect. But I I, I believe I I don't know I, I just feel that, that when 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 a team is that old, like Spurs for example, when they have to play that like when they've had to fly to Minnesota and then fly to Oklahoma City and, and play two younger teams, I mean that's tough, and that, that that that's like playing your game, being drained, getting on a plane and flying out again. You know, it's it's like it's it's almost nonstop. So I don't really know, you know, what what the Lakers the Lakers really can't do anything to to, to remedy that, you know, so to speak. But 
I think the best thing they can do is probably just, you know, buckle down and just, just hope they can keep winning at home. You know, hope they can get a playoff guess, spot. Yeah. <laughs> so, quick question for you since we're on this topic. Uh, do you think that uh, this, this signals the changing of a guard, that the younger teams are starting to take over the league, and while the Lakers and the Mavericks and the Spurs, old, older teams like that, they're weakening and sh- uh, going, going away into the shadows, or do you think it's just because of the shortened season? No, no, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a turn in power, there's no doubt. Oklahoma City's been, been flirting with that best team in the Western Conference for, for a few years now, and there's no doubt that they are the best team. And, and you know, look at the Clippers, man. I mean, they, get, they have, you know, Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, who are both two very energetic young guys, and they're 11-6, and six, you know. So I, I, think the, I think the power, and even in the, even in the, even in the Eastern Conference, you that to an extent where, you know, teams like, uh, dare I say, Boston, who has a below 500 record right now, you know, I mean, it's, it's, there's definitely a change in power going on. The NBA season, I think, dramatizes. The short NBA season dramatizes the rate. You know what I mean? It makes it happen yep, a, lot, yep. a lot more quickly than it should have. Um, but, yeah, I think there's a change of power. Would you not agree? Oh, yeah, probably, yeah, that's what I would say, too. What about, uh, what about the Knicks? What's going on there? Oh, oh no, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, can't, you can't blame age here. No, no. That, <laughs> They're all in their you're, prime. You're, you're, you're dead right. I think that what it comes down to is they don't have any defense. Um, the, 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 the New York promised, I mean, and they, and they promised to have better defense this season at the end of last year they lost to the Celtics. So they promised, they promised, they promised, and they, they have not delivered at all. Um, Carmelo Anthony, of course, was hurt the past few games, I think, with a tendon injury. Is that right? Some yeah, sort of injury. he has someone with his ankle and his wrist, I believe. Yeah, yeah. so he, he's a little bit banged up. Mari Sotomayor was also out. But even when those guys were in um, – you know they they weren't really doing. I mean they have terrible shooting nights. I mean I think the last time uh, last time I checked or the last game they played in, I think Carmelo and Amari shot for like thirteen for forty eight or something. I mean it was it was a really really bad game. Um, and that was against Phoenix I believe. So they very very <laughs> Phoenix not a very good defensive team either. So that's not sweet really, justice. And, yeah, yeah, sweet justice for Amari. Um, I mean what 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 do you think? You 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 know uh, Coach D'Antoni pretty well. So what, what do you think the issue is? <laughs> it goes back to his old adage, man. He doesn't. He just simply does not coach defense. He apparently doesn't believe in it, and obviously, he doesn't have the players. Think, I guess. Well, he has the players, but he, they're not adapting to his system the way he thought they would. Carmelo is not passing the ball enough, obviously, but that's just been his thing since he came into the league out of out of, out of the Syracuse. Yeah, that's that. That's his <laughs> mantra, man. He's he's been he's been a ball whore since he yeah since he joined the league, man. That's just his thing. Whore in the ball, and I, and, and that, that's not necessarily you know the in that worse to an extent. To an extent, that will work. Um, you saw it in Cleveland with LeBron James. You see it in Los Angeles with Kobe Bryant. But I don't think Carmelo Anthony is good enough to, to, to be doing that in New York. I really don't think he is. I mean, he's no, not, not, not in the system they're trying to run. I mean, he is a he is a phenomenal isolation player. Can score pretty much any way you can any way you could think of. But Mike D'Antoni's system is all about ball movement and fighting, hitting the open man, regardless of who, regardless of what the name is on the back of the jersey. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the Knicks are a question mark. They you know if if they if they end up flopping this season. And uh, you know somehow they don't make the playoffs, which they are in a position not to make the playoffs right now. The season ended today, and that's really early. But if they didn't make the playoffs, then um, you know I, I think Coach D'Antoni could get fired in the middle of the season if they continue to lose like this. I, I, I definitely see that as a possibility, a very real possibility. Um, yeah, the Knicks are not 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 good right now at all. How about this? How about this, Adam? I know you're gonna like this one. Dwight Howard to the Chicago Bulls. He's open to the idea. Championship. <laughs> <laughs> Championship. How many, how many times have we said that? 
about, about these uh, possible trades. Dwight, yeah, it's, it's, well, been, it's been overused. I well, know. Let's, let's, let, let's stop. Any team that Dwight Howard has traded has any sort of talent. Championship. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because he's yeah. the only one in Orlando. Like, let's think, you know, if he got traded to, you know, let's say the Lakers. Championship with Kobe. No Championship. doubt. Yep. If he gets traded to... The Bulls with Derrick Rose championship, you know. Oh yeah, it's, definitely. I really liked. I really liked his fit with the Bulls, though. Like probably more so than almost any other team because the defensive-minded coach of Tom Thibodeau is going to, and the rest of the, the rest of the players like Derrick Rose, Boozer, those get Noah, those guys. Well, I, I know actually probably Noah would probably be involved in the package to send back. He'd I imagine Boozer would be as well. I think Boozer probably go with him. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Either way, the way it's just like well, you can get you can get rid of those guys if you have Dwight coming in. But yeah, anyway, no, no yeah. Problem. Yeah, guys, what three time defense, three time defensive M- defensive MVP, defensive yeah. player of the year? Yep, yep. Like the last three years, so yeah, he'll fit right in with Tom Thibodeau's uh, defense first and uh, championship. And don't, and don't and don't forget, Dwight can drop twenty and twenty every night. Yep. So that's that's like no issue for Dwight to drop that the, those kind of numbers. So I, I mean, it, you know, Dwight Howard really he he's out of Orlando, pretty much guaranteed. Um, you know, if, if it, they, they have to deal him, they have to. And, and I made a comment the other day where there is no fair value in the NBA for Dwight Howard. I think that's true because he is probably, you know, he, he is definitely the best center in the NBA. He may be the best player in the NBA right now. You know, and that, that's, that, that's in his position, I guess I should say. For what he does, he's the best in the NBA. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, no question. Definitely the best big in the NBA by far. So, you know, I, I don't know how you get fair value for that. I mean, I, I, hypothetical for the, for the Bulls, I mean, maybe, obviously, Joe Kim Noah would go, go to Orlando. That's, that's a given. Um, you have you know Dwight Howard going. I think it'd be Dwight Howard. That's pretty much it. Going to <laughs> going to Chicago. Yeah, it'd yeah. um, be like Joakim Noah and maybe another piece, and then a couple of draft picks. Yeah, probably like two, two first round picks or something. I mean, that, that's and that's you know, that may not you know because in the NBA, you know, there are so many rookies. That get, it's not like the NFL where rookies come in and be, be instant impact from day one. It's not like that in the NBA. It's more like you know, you draft a guy, and it's very rare that they explode onto the scene or, or instant superstars. You know. Um, there's not really any rookies this year that are blowing my mind, except for Ricky Rubio from yeah. uh, Ricky Rubio in, <laughs> from Spain. Yeah, yeah, Ricky Rubio has been doing pretty well. But you know, I mean, guys like Kyrie Irving, finally bursting out of the scene. <laughs> yeah, I mean, guys like Kyrie Irving, you know, he's playing admirably. Um, you know, Brandon Knight's playing pretty well in Detroit, but that team is just so bad. That Detroit team is just pathetic. But um, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where with Dwight Howard, it's they, they need to get something in return for him, and if they don't, they're just gonna lose everything. You know, they're gonna lose him. There's no way he's gonna resign there. Um, yep. That that that's long gone. And I, I think that if he left the free agency, I could see him going to the Lakers. I really could with Kobe. You know, that's an aging yeah. team. I could see him going to Los Angeles. That's a big market team. Very, 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 very talented. You know, oh man, Pau Gasol. I know he's been bad this season. Pau Gasol, Dwight Howard, and, and Kobe Bryant. Championship, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, one last thing I want to touch on: Ricky Rubio. You're a Steve Nash fan. What, what, what do you think of the Rubster? I'm surprised how well he's shooting. To be honest, considering what people were saying with him coming into the league, uh, they were saying, "Oh, he's a big, flashy passer," and obviously the boyish good looks that everybody loves, or for some reason or another. But <laughs> and, oh, I uh, love them. <laughs> <laughs> that baby face uh, gets me every time. Oh yeah, obviously he's very crafty, getting to the rim and everything, and finishing at the rim. But uh, the shooting is what's really surprised me. He's shot, he's shot very well. And that's that's you know, I, I it, it was one of those things where with with Ricky Rubio, there was there were scouts saying he would be, you know, an instant instant impact player in the NBA. He'd be he'd be killer, killer from the, from the day one. He'd be a killer. There's others that said he would probably just be you know one of those guys that is serviceable as a starter, makes some good passes every now and then, but isn't all that great. Well, he is playing really well. In Minnesota, 
and uh, I, I think that for the first time in a long time, that franchise has has reason to be excited. You know, um, they, they they may be two games below five hundred, but you know they have a young team. You know, and and they locked in they locked in Kevin Love long term, so he's not going anywhere. Well, four years if you want to call that long term. I, I think that's you know what was it four years, a hundred million or something somewhere in that range or eighty million. Somewhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pr- pretty big contract. Um, so Kevin Love's going to be there, and Kevin Love is, is is legitimately excited about where the franchise is going. So that's good. Um, and Ricky Rubio, you know, I, he's not Steve Nash. He's not Steve Nash right now, but who knows where he'll go? I mean, if he if he keeps dishing dimes like he is between guys' legs, I saw a Steve Nash dime the other day where he put it right between um, right between a guy's legs. I saw Ricky Rubio do the exact same thing the next game. So I don't know. Take that for what you will. Um, yeah, I could, I could definitely see it happening. It's just. And I didn't obviously I didn't think it was initially going to happen because I like I said I was buying into the whole under the hype that he was not a great shooter like Steve Nash is and uh, obviously now with him shooting so well if he can keep that up you know you never know I, I'm not going to be the last one to admit this but you never know he could be the next Steve Nash uh, <laughs> you're saying he could, that's tough uh, to admit that's tough to admit but yeah. here's here, here's Ricky Rubio's stat line he's averaging 11.1 points per game this season 8.8 assists and 4.6 rebounds that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a pretty big he's a pretty big guard. He's six four, uh, one eighty, I believe, or something around there. So yeah, he's shooting. Um, let's see, he is shooting point three seven one percent. So that's not you know that's not too bad. I mean, it's he's averaging 30, 30, 30 yeah, thirty seven percent from was that from three? No, that's his. Oh, that's overall. Oh, he's shooting. He's shooting. 30, that's not too great then. He's shooting thirty three percent from three. That's that's about that's that's about average. It's about what I expected from him coming in. There were no actually a little a little better than I expected, but yeah, well, it's so, just the ones he's hitting. He's hitting timely threes when they need him, which yeah. is what what they're really looking for. And, and he's averaging, you know, he's averaging thirty four point three minutes a game. So he's he's getting most of the minutes. And yeah, he, he's he's entrenched. He's a starter. Yeah, he is getting most of the minutes. Luke Rittenauer is riding the riding the bench behind him. Then, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. Well, you know, it, make, it makes sense because you know he was there, supposed to be the franchise savior. So I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't start him. You know, it makes it makes perfect sense. Um, so, so r- r- the the Rubester has taken off. Um, I think right now, in my mind, he's definite um, rookie of the year. Would you not agree? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of put Kyrie Irving in the mix a little bit too, but I, the way Ricky Rubio has played and he's he's kept his team in games here. He's he's hit big clutch shots already. I mean, kind of Kyrie Irving is a little bit of the same in Cleveland, but it's it's got to be Ricky Rubio, man. He just does so much, so much for that team. Considering where they yeah. were last year, he he does a lot. I agree. So um, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, this is the Beard and Sash podcast. We chat NBA today. Uh, you can check us out on iTunes, where we have talked NBA uh, also as well many times, uh, NFL, um, and even Major League Baseball from time to time. So check us out on iTunes. You know we're on Podomatic. Uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Um, and thanks for listening in.